0: Well, hello, and welcome once again to Raging and Eating. This is Rossi, better known as Chef Rossi, owner and executive chef of the Raging Skillet in New York City. But right now, I'm talking to you from Canada. That's right. I'm talking to you from Montreal, to be exact. So my girlfriend and I took a little break, from New York City and from the heat wave and from sweating our tuchas off on the concrete and flew to Canada to see my very good friend, my beloved friend, Elaine, who I call Ewaini, uh, who lives in Toronto. And the crazy thing is, even though we love each other dearly, and I sort of felt like I saw her like a week ago. Uh, well, I did actually see her a week ago. But I sort of felt like I saw her like a month ago, let's say. But until a week ago, I hadn't seen her in 18 years. It's crazy. It's crazy how time flies. But people I love have been dropping like flies, you know, speaking of flying, uh, especially in 2022. So I'm into a not postponing phase of my life. And so I decided I better get my tuchus out up perhaps to Toronto to see my beloved Waynee because way too many years have gone by, and it was really it was amazing. It was like as if we saw each other yesterday. She's an over-the-top amazing creature. She looks a lot like Bette Midler. If you saw her walking down the street, you might almost think she is Bette Midler, except she's quite a bit younger than Bette. But she's got that over-the-top personality and flaming red hair with a almost like a hint of magenta or purple in it. And she was, in fact, a stand-up comedian, really a larger-than-life personality, so it was amazing running all over Toronto and spending all this time with my good friend. Just loved it, so give you a huge shout-out, Awaini. We love you. And, of course, like every good chef and, you know, foodaholic, I did some marathon eating with Lila in Toronto. Um, but, you know, we didn't go too crazy. We went to a fabulous little restaurant with a waney called Leeds, Kind of eclectic mixture of a little bit of everything, some Asian, some Pan-Asian. Um, but, you know, I, I wouldn't say that Toronto was about the food. I had some good food and a lot of mediocre food while I was there. I don't think people really necessarily go to Toronto to eat. I usually think it's other reasons. I could be wrong. But after that, we got on a train and went to Montreal. And I swear to God, from the second we got off that train, actually started eating when we were on the train, because they served food on the train. But uh, and cocktails, I was having a vodka soda with lime on the train. I felt very sophisticated, darling. Having a cocktail on the train. Then we got to Montreal and we almost immediately started eating. And the crazy thing was we stayed in old Montreal, which is my favorite part of Montreal, because I love everything old and historical. It just jazzes me up, you know. And we were too tired to really venture too far. We just went to this local place. It didn't seem like anything special. And we wound up eating some really amazing food. We had a beautiful whole branzino. It was a sea bass, actually, in herbs and lemon and garlic. was delicious. And I can't even remember what else we ate. I just was in a state of shock how good the fish was. And I thought, wow, and this wasn't even a special place. It wasn't even some fancy schmancy place. Pretty much no matter where we went in Montreal, even if we went to a little crappy dump, especially if we went to a little crappy dump. The food was spectacular. I don't know, man, I would go there any day to eat. So we explored all over and we went to the Jewish section because my people were calling me to try some of the famous Montreal bagels. But of course I'm gluten-free, so I couldn't try some of the famous Montreal bagels. So instead we went to the bagel store and looked and it smelled and absorbed the aroma. But my girlfriend had one of the famous bagels that morning. And then uh, we went to try out this Montreal deli thing. So for years, I've been hearing from people how crazy they are about the smoked meat in Montreal. And it's such a confusing conversation because I'm like, what do you mean the smoked meat? You mean like barbecue, like Texas barbecue brisket? Like that's what I think of about smoked meat. And they're like, no, it's it's kind of like the closest thing you would have to that would be like corned beef or pastrami, but it's a little bit of a different process. Well, it's a big famous thing. And there's a place called Schwartz's, very joyous, which I heard actually Celine Dion had been an owner of for a while. She may not be any longer. I'm not sure. And the deal is you get this meat, which is kind of like something in between corned beef and pastrami. And you get it on a sandwich, and with mustard, you get pickles and coleslaw, and that's the big deal. So we went to Schwartz's, and um, we didn't want to wait on the line because it was, like, wrapped around the block. Forget it. So we ran in, and we got it to go and just kind of threw a sandwich at us. It was pretty cool. And we sat outside, and we had we shared the sandwich. I didn't have bread because I'm gluten-free, But uh, I just ate the meat with mustard and coleslaw. And it was very tasty. I can definitely say I loved it. But I don't want to upset you, French Canadians. You know, I got to say, I still think Katz's Pastrami in New York City or the Second Avenue Deli, either or, for me, is a thousand times more my thing. All right, all right, I get it. This is different. Apples, oranges, you can't compare, whatever. Dianu. I don't know. The Schwartz's smoked meat it was not like a little too sophisticated. It was tight and moist and kind of well-behaved. As when well, the Katz's pastrami is dripping and oozing and there's fat dripping down your chin and it's spicy and it feels like a, someone like punched you out with flavor. I guess that's more my thing, you know? I like a little S&M in my meat, you know? Don't go there. Anyway, the other thing is, why do they just keep calling it smoked meat? Come have a smoked meat sandwich. You know, I've learned to be very, very paranoid when I look at a menu that just says meat. I remember I went to Chinatown some years ago, and they had a handwritten menu menu in this restaurant, and they said, like, stir-fried meat, and there was something else that said noodle soup with meat and it was like a bunch of times on the menu and I was like oh no I'm not ordering anything that just says meat because you don't know what the hell's gonna happen and that was right around the same time I read in the paper that there was one restaurant in Chinatown that got actually busted because some of that meat were well it turned out they had a very large cat population that they were trying to get rid of. And I don't want to think about it, but it was in the newspaper, and so I guess it really happened. I try not to believe it really happened, but it really happened. And so I'm very particular about ordering anything anywhere in any kind of restaurant where the menu says noodles with meat. Uh uh-uh. uh, I want to know what kind of meat. And I don't even want to hear you say noodles with beef. I want to know what part of the cow are you talking about when you say noodles with beef? Because are you talking about the foot? You know, I don't want to eat a cow foot. It's not my thing, you know. But I digress. So turns out the smoked meat in Schwartz's is is in fact brisket the same way you would have brisket to make corned beef or pastrami. But the process is different. Anyway, like I said, it was pretty darn tasty, but it just can't hold a candle to me. You cannot hold a candle to Katz's Deli or the Second Avenue Deli. I kind of like them equally. Katz's got a little more fat in it and the Second Avenue Deli's got a little more kosher in it. So, potatoes, potatoes, you know. Anyway, so it definitely was on an eating tour of Montreal. really was. I got to say, I'm going on a diet the second I get home. I mean, granted, we walked every day, seven, eight, nine miles a day. But Lordy, this has been some marathon eating. So this little girl's got to go back and have salad and maybe a little piece of fruit for like a month, you know. But I digress par usual. So here we are very, our very, very last night in Montreal or last night in Canada. And we really kind of saw the, really saw the city. We went to all these great neighborhoods. We went to a neighborhood called Plateau, which is kind of funny because we were on our way to a neighborhood called Mile End so we could check out the bagels and Schwartz's and the smoked meat and everything. But there's all these hills and it was so hot. And we're like totally plotzing with the hills. And we get to this area where, thank God, there were no hills. And we were just on an even plane for a little bit. And we loved it. And there were kind of cute little stores and restaurants. And I asked someone, what do you call this neighborhood? And they said, this is Plateau. And I'm like, it sure is. Because I'm not climbing up a friggin' hill anymore. So Plateau is a good place to go rest, you know. But we went to all these neighborhoods. And... Uh, My girlfriend's friend got together with us for a drink and for dinner and he asked, have you gone to the village? In fact, I had just read about that. An entire gay village. I mean, a village where the entire village is gay and that's what it's called, the gay village or the village and everyone knows it's the gay village. I don't know what, but um, we actually had managed to walk all around the gay village, you know, from every which way but loose but never actually went into it didn't even really know where it was and it was pretty close to where we were staying so I loved the idea of going to a gay village why not so our dear friend Alex took us to this village and we parked the car and we went and sat down and we ate some more of course and we passed all kinds of drag queens and drag shows and people having a great time so much fun right and I gotta say you know why on earth would anyone have a problem with a drag queen? I mean, we've had female impersonators for as long as there's been showbiz. We've had every kind of burlesque for as long as there's been showbiz. I mean, I think people in ancient Greece were having drag shows. I mean, what the hell is the problem? It's fun, it's campy, it makes you laugh, makes you smile. You know, why can't you have a drag queen story hour? Do you think that your kid... Is gonna go to a drag queen story hour in a library somewhere and go oh my god well I'm gonna I'm not gonna go to college and I'm not gonna get married I'm not gonna do anything all I'm gonna do is become a drag queen you know I'm not saying people don't want to become a drag queen I'm sure they saw RuPaul's Drag Race and thought that same is really fun but why on earth would you have a problem with that you know live and let live drag queens are powerful awesome wonderful people Do something very difficult for a living, and they're gorgeous and inspiring and brave, and everything that you should aspire to be funny, campy, brave, inspiring. You know, I think we should have a drag queen for a president, to tell you the truth. I'd like to see RuPaul be the president, wouldn't you? I'm totally down for that. So, if you are a drag queen, more power to you, I salute you, and if you are mean to drag queens and you hate them for no reason other than the fact that they are men dressed up as women putting on a show, well, shame on you. Like I said, shame on you, Wojo Hoets. How do you even go out at night with that crappy attitude? Get over it. You think when you die and go wherever you go after, after you're dead, you think God's gonna be like, oh yeah, well, you can come in because you hated drag queens. No. God's going to be like you were mean to human beings while you were alive. So you can go straight to hell and all the drag queens are probably going to be in heaven just so you know because they're living their true dream and being honest and being who they are. So get over yourself. But I digress. So my point is we went into the gay village and we sat down and we ate a fabulous meal and Alex ordered poutine. Now I say poutine but he said, because he's French Canadian, he says, poutin. Poutin. How do you say it? Poutin. Poutin, poutin, poutin. You say poutin, I say poutin. You say poutin, I say poutin, whatever. I'm saying poutin because it's my show. You can say it however you want to say it. Anyway, out comes this big old, like crock, like a little pot of the poutin. And have you ever had it? I had it for the first time in Quebec City some years ago and I didn't know what it was but I saw signs everywhere for poutine. And I'm like, I'm going to try this. And it is French fries covered in beef gravy and covered in cheese curds. So, cheese curds, you know what they are? It's kind of like a cheese curd is sort of like if you were on your way to making cheddar cheese and you didn't quite finish the process and you got these globs of, of baby cheddar cheeses, kind of what, it, what it's like. And if they're done really well, when you bite into them, they kind of squeak. Like they go, ow, leave me alone. It's kind of like that. I had them for the first time some years ago when I catered a wedding for a couple and the groom was from Wisconsin and he insisted on having Wisconsin cheese curds out for his wedding. So he didn't even trust that I would be able to get good ones in New York, so he brought in a big old bag of Wisconsin cheese curds. And those things were super yummy. So the idea is you do your French fries, you do kind of a double fry. You know, you do a light fry, we kind of blanch them in the oil, and you let them you drain them and then you fry them a second time the way the french love their french fries this is so french wee 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 so you not like wee oui, wee oui, like i have to go to the bathroom wee oui, wee oui, like yes yes anyway you do the double fry and then you lay out your french fries now you make a nice beef gravy which is kind of easy you make a roux this is very french We also fringe with a roux. A roux is basically just flour and butter. I mean, nothing fancy. Make kind of a paste by melting the butter and whisking in some flour. And then to that, you whisk in your beef stock. And if you want to thicken it up a little bit, you can add a slurry. I love that word, slurry, of cornstarch and water. So that's like you mix up just a little bit of water and cornstarch if you want to thicken it up more. You'll get this thick beef gravy, basically, and you give it fresh ground pepper and some salt. And, you know, I personally would sometimes give it a pinch of coriander, ground coriander, because why not? And you toss up your french fries in the beef gravy, and then you cover it with cheese curds. And you want the fries really hot and the gravy really hot, so the cheese curds start to melt. And that is a sick little pig out, let me tell you. Not the least bit low-fat. And I am gluten intolerant, as you know. And since it does have flour in the gravy, I know that if I have some poutine or poutine, however you want to say it, I know I'm going to be paying for it later. But it was my last night in Montreal, and I don't care. I had some poutine, and I had some... Well, gastronomic functions as a result later on, which I won't share with you because I care about you, but it's a pretty darn exciting thing. So I will say if you're a foodie and you love to eat and you love good food, get your tuchus over to Montreal because this place is all about the eating. It really is. Now, I always, when I travel, of course, I travel thinking as an education too, and sometimes I'll meet couples, and it kind of comes to play. Like I went to St. Louis; I've been there a couple of times, and I learned about St. Louis toasted ravioli, which is basically a fried ravioli that you have with like a marinara dip. And he, all that came in handy because then I met a couple, and I think it was the groom was from St. Louis. And I said, "Well, you need to have some so- St. Louis toasted ravioli because I was calling it St. Louis because of Meet Me in St. Louis." And he said, "Absolutely, but we really don't say Saint Louis. Only the tourists say that. We say Saint Louis." And I'm like, "Oh, it's not nearly as fun. Meet me in Saint Louis." But, say la vie. There I am, French again. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Anyway, so now that I've really picked out all through Montreal, I'm waiting to have a French Canadian bride or groom come and visit me because I'll be like, "Well, why don't we do?" a little baby espresso cup full of poutine or poutan, poutine or whatever the hell you want to call it. Why don't we have some smoked meat? But I, in New York, would probably say the closest we get to the Montreal smoked meat would be corned beef because the pastrami is a little overwhelming. So for real Montreal smoked meat, I probably would have a ship from Montreal. But otherwise I'll be like just Deal with it. And I'll give you some corned beef and mustard, and you'll love it. I promise you will love it. You know what I mean, Jelly Bean? The other thing I gotta say is okay. So the Montreal bagels are gorgeous, and they're they're baked in a in a I guess it's a, a wood burning stove. I mean, like really like the best pizza would be made in. And they even have a little secret, which I found out, which is that they dip them in honey water. I think so they have a little sweet after bite. I mean, they're really great, but again, they just don't hold the candle to a New York City bagel as far as I'm concerned. I know people are addicted to them and they're really great, but to me, they're hard. You know, they're hard, kind of like hockey puck hard compared to a freshly baked New York City bagel. Like when I would bite into a Montreal bagel, you really kind of have to do a little work chewing. And when I bite into a fresh New York City bagel, you know, it's easy, it's like butter. Like to me, the number one gastronomic experience in my life, I know I've told you this at one time or another, was Dizzy Izzy's bagels in the meat market. It was a 24 hour bagel joint. And the guys who worked in the meat market would get a bagel there hot from the oven and then go in and spend the rest of the day cutting up cows basically. And the transgender prostitutes would go and have bagels when they were out there turning tricks in the meat market. And the boys at the S&M bars would go there and have bagels when they were, then go off and, you know, have some S&M. And I would be dancing all night at the Peppermint Lounge. And then I would go and get this hot from the oven bagel at Dizzy Izzy's and let the cream cheese go dripping down my face. I mean, I never, ever tasted anything like that in my life. It was still piping hot. What a glorious thing. And it was soft and beautiful. So, I don't know. There's some things that I just think New York kind of has it down. So, I'm going to say, we love you, Schwartzes. Love the smoked meat. Why don't you just tell people it's brisket so they don't have to wonder. You know, I'm just wondering, is this smoked meat? perhaps an animal that might have lived in the alleyway, you know. It's just kinder to just tell people it's brisket, you know. I know it's not your thing, but deal with it. Anyway, it was delicious, but I gotta stick with Katz's baby. I gotta stick with my New York City pastrami. I don't know, the bagels are fabulous, and the little honey backbite, and you know, the, the wood-burning stove, and the whole thing, it's sexy and gorgeous, delicious, I get it. But I gotta stick with the fresh New York City bagel. Dizzy Izzy isn't there anymore, unfortunately, but there's plenty of other great New York City bagels that are, you know, Essen bagel, there's a million of them. Gotta stick with that, it's just softer. Now I'm gluten-free like you know. I didn't see any place anywhere in Montreal where I could get a gluten-free bagel or I would have given it a shot. But in New York, there's some pretty darn good gluten-free bagels. In the East Village, Lower East Side, there's a place called Tompkins Square Beagles that has a gluten free bagel. I don't know how the hell they make it, but it's got everything you want. It's got the everything seasoning. I, think, I don't think people in Canada get the everything seasoning thing, but the, if they did, they would love it. Anyway, it's got the everything seasoning, melts in your mouth, the whole shebang. So, what is my point? My point is come to Montreal, eat the bagels, try the smoked meat, then go to New York City and do it right. Sorry, Montreal. I know you're all listening to me. All you French Canadians are mad at me now. But what can I say? I'm Jewish and I like my New York City deli. But it's not to say that I wouldn't have probably eaten 25 of those Montreal bagels if I wasn't allergic to them. And it's not to say that I wouldn't have had another five of those smoked meat sandwiches if I didn't feel like like I was blowing up like a rather large whale, you know, getting quite plump here in Montreal. Anyway, I digress. Want to get So here we are. We've eaten our way through Canada. And I'm ready to come back to Manhattan and have, you know, some fruit and some salad and, you know, maybe some lentil soup, just kind of behave myself. Maybe I'll have to start going back to the gym too. By the time I see you walking around, you'll be like, oh, so buff. Good for you. I'm just, I'm just going into training so that I can go back to Montreal and eat some more. You know what I mean? Anyway, so here we are. We've had heat waves all over the country, maybe all over the world. Record, record temperatures like crazy. And We've also had some wackadoo weather. The day before we got to Montreal, they had a tornado come sweeping through the middle of Montreal. How crazy is that? It really was like just before we got here. And everyone was pretty freaked out and traumatized by it. We've had earthquakes and tsunamis. I mean, there's all kinds of hazari happening. And of course, you hear that, you know, the there was a day recently where they said this was the hottest day in history, in the history of humanity, the hottest day that had ever happened. And we've had tornadoes blowing through the city. They had a tornado warning, I think, in New York, too. Vermont underwater. I mean, all this kind of stuff, right? And yet you still don't believe in global warming. You still think you don't want to recycle, you don't want to maybe use a little less gas, maybe think about those things. I don't know. I think we're going to become some kind of science fiction movie, where um, all those things you see about the world ending, you know, I don't know. I don't want to be gloom and doom. I don't want to be Debbie Downer. But you know, why don't you consider like an electric car or consider recycling or just get over yourself already. Meanwhile, Can we please just have a drag queen, maybe 10 or 20 of them, running things? Because I really do think the country would operate much, much better if we had drag queens running the show. They're brave and they're strong and they're entertaining and they dress fabulously. I mean, couldn't you just see it? How about if it was a requirement to be a senator? You could only come into the Senate if you were in drag. I would love to see that. Personally, I think Lindsey Graham maybe is already there, don't you? He already kind of seems like he's half in drag. Um, Mitch McConnell would make one but ugly drag queen, but I would really like to see that. We could call him the turtle, the turtle lady. Anyway, let's just make, how do you think about that? Everyone who wants, you want to be a senator? Fine, there's two requirements. One is that you stop lying, and the other one is you have to show up for work and drag. Be like good role models, so think about that. So, in closing, I would say try some poutine because it's really yummy. You could go on a diet next week. And if you have a chance to vote, you know, of course, you're going to vote, but maybe you could do a write in vote and request more drag queens in office. And if you know anyone, who is being mean to drag queens and passing legislation banning drag shows. Get rid of them. That is the stupidest crock I've ever heard of. Um, Maybe I'll throw that out to you, a certain um, Hitler-esque governor in Florida. I don't know what his problem is. I'm guessing he probably uh, was molested by someone who looked like a drag queen when he was a small boy and he has a lifelong fear of them or something. Or more likely, he really is a drag queen in the privacy of his own own home. And so he's doing some sort of homophobic thing. But get rid of that guy. I can't stand him. Anyway, I'm quite full. As you know, I've been eating a lot. And now I'm going to perhaps perhaps I'm going to have a cup of peppermint tea because I'm quite sophisticated. And I'm going to go to sleep. But I'm still going to be here in the morning and I'm going to eat some more before I leave. So I'm not done yet. This is Rossi, better known as Chef Rossi, temporarily Queen of Poutine. Oh, I like that. Queen of Poutine. I think that's what I'm going to call the show. And as always, food is love and so are you. Now go out and eat something and go to a drag show too.